Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to CEO Show. We're here today with Nicholas Estrella. How are you, Nicholas? I'm doing great, Robert. And I want to ask you, you're CEO of, of Australia Insurance. Just give me a little perspective of about what your thinking is on doing this radio show interview. Well, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that your constituency or your listeners uh, have to be wondering what value an auto insurance franchising CEO can share with them in the current harsh economic environment. Uh, with interest rates as high as they are, inflation still seeming to be rising, and a geopolitical environment that is staring down two wars in Ukraine and Israel. I'm here to tell you that by investing in hand-to-hand training, aggressive marketing, and giving the franchisee deep carrier inventory, Estrella created and refined a templated proximity-based model that could be replicated, and that combination of factors can set your business for greater success as well. So let's get going. How am I going to use your time for the next 30 minutes, Robert? Well, I, I love, Nick, that opening because it's so true. We are in this economic time. But additionally, you have a template. You really have a model that people, all types of CEOs, they may be able to gain things from this, even if they're running a $50 billion business. So so let's start off with how you had your journey, your personal journey to become CEO of Australia. Sure, Robert. This is a family business. My father started it, and I had the benefit of his wisdom and guidance. And I worked in every facet of the business, from claims, underwriting, sales, and product management. You name it, I've done it. So my journey to CEO has been very well-rounded, from the bottom all the way to the top. So something obviously inspired you to take the lead, but when you say you name it, I've done it, what do you find most fulfilling about your role? Well, seeing how my father started the business and growing the business and climbing that socioeconomic ladder for our family was the real inspiration. Uh, it inculcated a sense of duty in me to carry the torch and improve on the foundations that he created. So let's let's talk about your background because you left from being a lawyer. Now, that is... A rare instance, not many CEOs leave that role. I, I will say, um, in full disclosure, when I interviewed David Stern, who was the commissioner of the NBA for about 30 plus years, he said, he said, Robert, you know, I, I have my JD and I've never really been a lawyer, but it completely shapes the way I think about everything. So talk about your, your background as being a lawyer and how you use that. Frankly, Robert, I, I don't think it has played an outsized role with the exception of saving some dollars on legal fees and document review here and there. Um, you know, the, the CEO has to have a vision and then chart a strategy and put variables in place to enact that desired outcome. I'm sure there's some overlap with the practice of law, but I don't think it played a predominant role for me as well. At least. So, so so when you're talking about vision, you had a major shift in a family company, which is not easy. And that's going to the franchise model. Uh, share some of the um, successes, benefits you've had in implementing this change and what drove you in that vision to the change. 
Robert, the organization had dabbled in franchising in the early 90s. I saw evidence of what success that could bring if we resumed that model. And I pulled the trigger. You know, the key changes is the business becomes much more customer centric because of the proximity of the owner to the insured. And that makes for more sales, more retention, and better performance of the book of business. So in, in doing that, building a better book of, of business, um, it, it, a lot has to come down to the team and fostering a positive work environment has got to be crucial. Every CEO I talk to, they say, many say culture is their number one job. What what are the strategies you, you use to build really a strong culture, Nick? Communication is the key driver that builds the relationship with the team and ensures the bonds necessary for loyalty and performance. Other than that, I try to celebrate cherished birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays with the team. That builds camaraderie, and it creates the culture we're looking for. Well, th that's interesting about celebrating birthdays, because you have a lot of people there, so it's almost every day is going to end up being a birthday, I guess. So it, it's, it's a great thing. Let's shift over, though, to the customer. So uh, customer, obviously, is, is, is core, uh, systemic to all operations and any success of a customer. Peter Drucker, one of the greatest business thinkers of all time, once once said the purpose of a business is to have a culture, is is to have a customer. And many people have laughed with me. They said, boy, wouldn't business be great if we had no customers? Because sometimes there's always problems with customers. That's the nature the nature of it. But give some examples of, of what you're doing in Taylor, because I know you really customize everything you do in Australia insurance so you could meet the actual customer needs. Because our business is largely non-standard auto and the four tenets of that business is no credit, poor credit, no driving record or poor driving record, our customers are very price sensitive. And giving our customer options is at the utmost of the important spectrum. Their low disposable income makes that a necessity. We pride ourselves on giving these, these customers options so they can compare and save. This is done through our proprietary comparative rating platform. That's how we ensure that we meet their needs. Okay, well, we are, we are speaking right now with Nicholas Estrella, who is the CEO of Australia Insurance. We're learning about a model that has had tremendous success. And um, and if, if anyone wants to, I wanna ask you what your website is, just if anyone wants to go and look at that, because we're about to take a commercial break pretty soon. Sure, Robert. Uh, for the end consumer, in other words, the prospective insured, it's estrellainsurance.com. But for a prospective franchisee that wants to take advantage of our platform and our model it's estrellafranchise.com can you just spell estrella so everyone has that e-s-t-r-e-l-l-a there you have it and so we are we are speaking with nicholas estrella the ceo of estrella insurance and we're learning about all of these secrets to success 
And as you know, on the CEO show, we interview the CEOs who have reinvented the fabric of America. And that's what Nicholas is really talking about. We're about now to take a commercial break. And when we're when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the big things, which is leadership. Everyone wants to know about leadership. And I'm going to give Nick a minute to think about this because I'm going to ask him. And when you come back, you will hear this. What was a challenging leadership situation you faced? And I'm sure that never happens, right, Nick? Never. <laughs> never, never. Never. Uh, but so when we come back from the break, you're about to hear about a challenging leadership opportunity. Who knows? Maybe you had the same challenge as well. Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on the CEO show. And we've been speaking with Nick Estrella, who is the CEO of Estrella Insurance. We learned all about his law background. We, we learned so many things about what it takes to build great culture, to, to work with customers. And now we're going on to the pinnacle, which is really leadership. All of us as CEOs, and we have several hundred thousand CEOs listening in right now, we deal with leadership. And, and I believe that hidden beneath every challenge is an even greater opportunity. So tell me, Nick, what was an example of a challenging situation you, you faced and how you navigated through it? Well, Robert, some years back, uh, there was a regulatory mandated price rollback. And we were experiencing customer flight because a lot of the competitors were offering a more competitive price than the one that we had sold our customers. We developed a strategy to preemptively brandish a lower price even to our existing customers, sacrificing significant margins in exchange for keeping the customer on the books. Well, I, and I will tell you, it's, it's, it's a great example. And this really, CEOs, listen to this because the core is challenges create opportunities. You probably all remember when I interviewed Ralph De La Vega, and he was the CEO of AT&T Mobility, and he had failed at the rocker phone. Complete failure. They introduced it. It was the first, like, iPhone, not iPhone, but that had the... Um, had the music in it, but it was a huge failure. But that led this one guy to meet him in a hotel room and say, hey, I want you to build the radio stacking for this new idea of a phone I have. That fellow was Steve Jobs, and that turned out to be the iPhone, all from, just like Nick said, from overcoming a challenge, because hidden beneath any challenge is an even greater opportunity. So, so now I want to Talk about, you know, more on leadership, Nick. So continuous growth is obviously essential. Share um, any, any habits, routines, practices that you personally attribute to your ongoing development. Robert, I think a cornerstone of what you're asking there is clarity of mind. Um, it's essential to tackle all of the growth obstacles. And in my mind, all obstacles. Uh, meditation has been my go-to resource to help pave the way and give me the strength and confidence that I need to pursue more growth, bigger and better things. So let, let's talk about 
let, let's talk about the whole insurance industry as a whole. And obviously, insurance is a backbone of our financial system. And without insurance, we could not exist. We could not grow. Everything would fall apart. How do you see the industry evolving in coming, coming years? And I mean, w- we see things like generative AI coming down that I speak with, you know, the top Fortune 500 CEOs every day about. We're all trying to figure out what's going. There's regulatory issues, fiduciary issues. Uh, How do you see the industry evolving? And what is Astray Insurance doing to position itself to be ahead of that curve? Sure. On On a larger scale, I think the industry is going to go through a transformative process. AI will revolutionize claims processing, risk assessment, and product management via different pricing models that are more customer-centric. The confluence of all of these AI-driven technologies will redefine the landscape. It's exciting stuff. For Australia, in particular, we are too availing ourselves to AI to help the onboarding of customers. But with our customer profile, It's about connection over perfection. So we always want the customer to end with a connection with a human. We feel that that human touch is the bond that drives our persistency, our sales, our retention, and our performance. So I want to now finally ask you about the legacy that you hope to leave. Think about this. Your father started, obviously, brilliant guy. He built this foundation, highly successful. You come in as a son. Now you're a lawyer. You had a different way of thinking. Even though you've said you you haven't used that so much, I know you take better notes than most people do because we have a guy, Ken, on my team who takes the best notes of anyone, and he's a lawyer. And um, I'm just wondering, what is it? A family legacy is a big thing. What is the legacy that you are really hoping that you can bring? Robert, I hope my legacy is rooted in the success of these franchisees, giving them the opportunity to scale the socioeconomic ladder, just like my father did, giving them the shot at the American dream and helping them fulfill it is what I want to be remembered for. You know, I think about uh, Aniette, she's a franchisee, her husband, Tony, Odalis, Yesenia, the brothers Martinez. You know, all of these began as family units that took the franchisee baton and with our guidance, have scaled that socioeconomic ladder and created a considerable amount of wealth for themselves and for their family. And that's what this is all about. It's about giving the franchisees the tools that they can utilize to better themselves financially. Well, you know what? I I, I could tell you're a great CEO because you're giving all of the kudos to your team and mentioning them. And that's that's a wonderful thing. Not, Not everyone does it. Not everyone knows all the names, but you do. And that sort of ties into your whole idea of, celebrating birthdays. You keep it like a family in a sense. Most definitely. And Robert, these were only a handful of names. 
I mean, we have well over 100 franchisees in, in nationwide. So uh, I just was throwing out uh, what was at top of mind right now. And by the way, you gave the website before in the end of part A, but maybe there are people who want to be customers, but maybe there are people who want to be franchisees. Could you give those websites again? Sure. It's estrellainsurance.com if you need to buy auto insurance. And it's estrellafranchise.com if you want to buy a territory and become a franchisee. You know, some of your listeners can definitely take advantage of, of our model and, uh, and really take the success to another level for themselves. So just remember, um, with hand-to-hand -hand training, aggressive marketing, and giving the franchisee inventory, Australia created a templated proximity-based model that could be replicated. And that can mean success for your listeners' businesses as well. Absolutely. And I want to tell you what a great pleasure it is, Nick, having you on the CEO show. It was a real pleasure, Robert. Thank you so much. And, and now for everyone, I'm going to give the sum up. So number one, definitely celebrate birthdays. I do not know one person in the world, when you say happy birthday to them, they did not like hearing it. So that's number one. But let's take it deeper. The real wisdom that we heard from Nick was to pull the trigger. Those three words, that's how the whole franchise model came to be. And I could tell that Nick loves the franchisees. I could bet they love him. And, and that's the key to success. I, I have to tell you, when you think of those three words, pull the trigger, one thing we've heard from many CEOs before is there are three ways of responding. Best is to have the correct action. Next best is to have the wrong action. Third best is to have no action. And so when you pull the trigger, hopefully it becomes the correct action. And I'll give you to sum up one final example. Many of you know that I've interviewed um, Bernie Marcus numerous times, and he lost his job. At 56 years old, maybe, maybe a little younger, maybe 50, somewhere in there. And he was the CEO of this handy-dandy um, hardware store. But he had this one big idea. And what he decided to do, like Nick, was pull the trigger. And the name of that company that he, he found a guy who gave the money for it is the Home Depot. And Bernie Marcus became CEO of the Home Depot for the first 19 years. And he actually would have been the richest man in America, except he had a different vision. Just like Nick, which is to make everyone succeed, Bernie's greatest joy, he once said, Robert, I've created over 3,000 millionaires, and that is what I'm proudest of as anything. So be it Australia Insurance, be it the Home Depot, be it like Ralph De La Vega founding the iPhone from AT&T. Here is what you got to do if you want to succeed. Three words. Pull the trigger.